This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. It's my turn. Johnny, you hit me. You just hit me. Amber Heard takes the witness stand at the Johnny Depp trial. I knew that I had to leave him. And that's what broke my heart. And tackled on stage. Comedian Dave Chappelle attacked. David Chappelle's lucky to be alive. Chris Rock was there. Was that Will Smith? Then the warning was real. The movers and shakers coming down with COVID after the big party in D.C. And the urgent message to the wanted female jail guard from the escaped prisoner's ex-girlfriend. Run, run, run as far as you can and turn yourself in. Then pandemic road rage is stress from the pandemic pushing drivers over the edge the new anti-rage patrol and backlash over kim kardashian wearing marilyn monroe's iconic dress and the shocking new images did kim wear a wrap to cover the backside because she couldn't fit into the dress can we use that tie and tie it and keep it open then best trade ever a ball for a hug. Two people who had never met became lifelong friends. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. It's the moment in the Johnny Depp defamation trial people have been waiting for. His ex-wife, Amber Heard, on the stand, reliving the abuse she says went on in their marriage. Heard began her testimony by saying that this trial is the most painful and difficult thing she's ever gone through. I do. Amber takes the stand. Why are you here? I am here because my ex-husband is suing me uh, for an op-ed I wrote. Testimony quickly and turned emotional. I, um, I st- struggle to have the words. I struggle to find the words to describe how uh, painful this is. This has been one of the, this is the most painful and difficult thing I've ever gone through. She described the early days of their romance. I felt that like when I was around Johnny, I felt like the most beautiful person in the whole world. You know, it made me feel seen, made me feel like a million dollars. And that kind of feeling where, you know, he just lavish gifts and lavish expressions of love and how he had never met a woman like me. Her testimony turned to the first time she says Depp abused her, triggered by a joke she cracked about his tattoo, Why No Forever. I just stared at him because I didn't know what else to do. And he slaps me one more time. Hard. I just sat there thinking, how much time do I have to figure out what I need to do? Because, God, did he just 
Sydney. Amber says Depp immediately apologized. Uh, tears, I mean, just falling out of his eyes. He gets down on his knees and he grabs my hands and he's touching my hands and he's saying to me, I will never do that again. Depp never seemed to look at Amber during her testimony. He kept his eyes down yes, and doodled. Sure Court observers so say she's making an impressive witness so far, making eye contact with the jurors. Amber is a compelling witness on the stand. She's confident. She's articulate. She's prepared. She looks directly to the jury to answer a lot of the questions as she tells her story. The courtroom hung on her every word as she told the story about her life. So when you arrived in Hollywood, please tell the jury what you did to get moving there, get going. I uh, went to every audition, every casting, every meeting, every appointment that I could. I, I put myself out there. I didn't have a car um, because those were expensive. Um, so I took the bus around LA. Johnny on speed is very different from Johnny on opiates. Uh, Johnny on opiates very different from <sighs> Adderall and, 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 and cocaine Johnny, which is very different from Quaaludes Johnny. We'll have more of Amber Heard's testimony when you join us tomorrow. Comedian Dave Chappelle had just finished a joke about comedians being targets when someone armed with a knife rushed the stage and tackled him. But Chappelle had some pretty high-profile support from the likes of Jamie Foxx and Chris Rock, who made a wise crack about Will Smith. Jim Murray has more. Another comedian attacked on stage. This time, Dave Chappelle is tackled at L.A.'s historic Hollywood Bowl. In the shocking footage obtained by TMZ, the assailant climbed up onto the stage, knocking him down. The 48-year-old comedian is able to get to his feet, and security scrambles to apprehend the attacker as the audience wonders what's going on. What has happened? And look who is there watching it all, Chris Rock. Is that Will Smith? It's an obvious reference to his attack by Will Smith on Oscar night. A stunned Jamie Foxx also joined Chappelle on stage. I thought that was part of the show. He expresses concern. This man is an absolute genius. We got to make sure we protect him at all times. After the show, Chappelle appears upset, but not injured. Hey, Jamie. Photographers job, also man. caught up to Jamie Foxx. What would you do in that situation? I don't even want to talk about it. BuzzFeed reporter Brianna Sachs was at the show. It happened out of nowhere. Um, it was extremely fast. Security is sprinting you know, across the stage and then just start kicking and beating him. The assailant was booed as he was loaded into an ambulance. His face is beaten and swollen. His handcuffed arm appears broken. He's been identified as 23-year-old Isaiah Lee, a rapper who's reportedly homeless. He goes by the moniker No Name Trapper. Cops say the assailant was armed with a replica gun that contained a knife. Chappelle was performing here at the Hollywood Bowl along with other comedians for a Netflix special. The question is, how did such a massive security breach occur? It was a dangerous and a felonious weapon and one that uh, I'm concerned, again, given its size uh, its and its description, how did that ever get through screening? I spoke to celebrity security expert Kent Moyer. The reality is David Chappelle is lucky to be alive especially the fact that this, the guy had a knife. From the moment of recognition when he hit the stage, security should have stopped that guy immediately. 
Chappelle says he's not going to let the incident overshadow his record-breaking shows at the Hollywood Bowl. There were warnings, and sure enough, with COVID numbers rising, cases of the virus are now being detected, detected among those who attended last weekend's White House Correspondents' Dinner. A well-known television correspondent, as Les Trent reports, shook hands. He's one of the victims. Uh-oh, it's happening. A COVID outbreak after the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Thank you for all of them. ABC News Chief Washington Correspondent Jonathan Carl tested positive Monday, 48 hours after he stepped on stage to accept an award, shaking hands with President Biden, even chatting with him. Carl was sitting at the same table as Kim Kardashian and her boyfriend Pete Davidson who then flew to New York and hit the red carpet at the big Met Gala, where they mingled with some of the biggest celebrities in the world. People who were uh, closest to someone like Jonathan Carl, and they were there for the longest period of time, they would be at increased risk. Kim Kardashian, people at that table, at greater risk than the president, for example. But, but there's risk. There was clearly virus circulating in that room. CNN is reporting that the cases are rolling in. Reporters from CNN... ABC News, NBC News, CBS News have tested positive for the virus. And on Wednesday, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken tested positive. He attended the dinner with his wife, Evan, and was seen chatting with Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. The reports of an outbreak come as COVID cases are on the rise across the nation. More than half of the U.S. is experiencing a significant uptick in the number of new cases. Hospitalizations are up 10%. The surge attributed to the new, more contagious subvariant, BA212.1, which makes indoor gatherings like this risky, no matter what precautions you take. And people are still talking about Kim Kardashian wearing Marilyn Monroe's old gown to the Met Gala, but not everybody was thrilled to see her squeeze into a dress that some consider a national treasure. Here's Amber Cagliano. Did it really fit? That's the question being asked today about the iconic Marilyn Monroe dress that Kim Kardashian wore to the Met Gala. Why was she wearing a fur jacket that covered her backside during her big red carpet moment? Is this the smoking gun? In a newly discovered video from her final fitting, you see Ripley's Believe It or Not employees struggling to get the dress over her derriere. Kim is concerned. Do I need to put on another pair of shapewear? Once it gets up, it'll fit the back. Her boyfriend comic Pete Davidson is there and tries to reassure her. Kim seems to think the dress won't fully zip. Oh my God. Yeah, can we use that tie and tie it and keep it open? What if we did that and then put a fur over? During that fitting, she even did some practicing. I'm going like this with my foot to see if I can step up and I can. Marilyn famously stood at the podium in 1962 showing her curves. Apparently, we now know why Kim didn't. Do you believe the dress didn't fit? I believe that there is such a difference in the dimensions between Marilyn Monroe and Kim Kardashian that it's highly likely that the dress actually didn't fit and couldn't be closed in the back. When Ripley's spokeswoman Amanda Joyner brought the dress to Inside Edition, she said the museum took special precautions to make sure the $10 million 
million gown wouldn't be damaged in any way. We talked with our team to make sure that everything we did was to, to ensure that the dress would stay in pristine condition. But Fortner says he is concerned about the condition of the dress today. I would think that there has been some stress and damage to the dress, yes. Ripley says they consulted with experts and that Kim followed all the safety guidelines. They add that no alterations were made and they say no damage was done to the dress. Other news today, the search continues for that Alabama prison guard and the six-foot-nine inmate that officials believe she helped escape. And there's a warning for that guard from his ex-girlfriend. She says if you can, run as far as you can and turn yourself in before it's too late. Stephen Fabian with more. A stark warning today for the female jail guard on the lam with six foot nine inch murder suspect Casey White from his ex-girlfriend. If she is still alive, get the hell out. Run, run, run as far as you can and turn yourself in. The ex declined to be named or seen and she's got good reason to fear Casey White since he was serving 75 years for attempting to kidnap and murder her in 2015. And he reportedly once threatened to kill her if he ever got out of prison. So now she fears he's coming for her. Just released surveillance video shows the moment White escaped, allegedly with the help of Sheriff's Deputy Vicki White. No relation. She holds the door open for White, who's handcuffed and shackled. They don't exchange a word as she puts him in her patrol car to drive him to freedom. There's a $15,000 reward for their capture. One thing perplexing law enforcement is the lack of reliable sightings from the public. Due to his size, Casey White stands out wherever he goes. He's six foot nine. He is hard to miss. Former U.S. Marshal Lenny DePaul. They've got weapons. That's what's scary. And does he really need Vicky anymore? That's the big question. Is she a liability? This guy's almost seven foot tall, 260 pounds. She's five foot. He was transferred to county jail recently to await trial for the capital murder of 58-year-old Connie Ridgway in 2015. That was their chance to escape. We spoke to the murder victim's son, Austin Williams. What was your reaction when you found out this guy busted out of jail? Absolutely, totally furious. I had no idea he was at the, at the county prison at all. And for him to just be let out, it, it's, it's horrible. Officials say Vicki White recently sold her home for $95,000. That's a third of its value. Investigators believe that may be how the couple is financing their life on the lam. Next, pandemic road rage. Is stress from the pandemic pushing drivers over the edge? The new anti-rage patrol. Then, best trade ever, a ball for a hug. Two people who had never met became lifelong friends. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cashback events, and it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. 
Last week, we brought you an exclusive interview with a woman who was run over three times in what cops say was a case of road rage. But it's not an isolated case. Lisa Guerrero reports that throughout the pandemic, there has been an uptick of people losing it from behind the wheel. Road rage during the pandemic is sweeping the nation. In Miami, cops say this driver opens fire after a road rage incident. In Washington state, this irate driver actually chucks an axe at another car. The alleged attackers have all pled not guilty. But perhaps nowhere has the road rage problem gotten more out of control during the pandemic than here in Houston, Texas. Yet another case of road rage. Another possible road rage shooting. Rania Mancarios is CEO of Crime Stoppers of Houston. We've seen an overwhelming spike in road rage cases, especially over the last year. Over here is where it happened. Paul Castro and his son David were returning from a day at the ballpark last summer when he says an enraged driver chased after them. David said, Dad, he's still following us. I said, it's going to be okay, son. And, and it wasn't okay. Surveillance video shows a white car following Castro's pickup truck. I heard this explosion, and it was the simultaneous sound of a gunshot and broken glass. Um, in the movies, the first shot misses, you know. He didn't miss. He, he hit my son. And I'm suffering in public right now so that other people don't. This man was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. He's pled not guilty and denies shooting Castro's son. The latest victim of road rage in Houston is Frank Grant's nine-year-old daughter. You don't think, you know, it can happen to you until it happens to you. She survived, but he says his little princess is going to have to learn to walk and talk again. Her shooter remains at large. The Houston Police Department's Traffic Enforcement Unit recently took us out on a special detail targeting aggressive drivers. Now more and more people are apt to reach for a gun. How big of a problem is that? That's a big problem. And if they're pulling out a gun and, you know, taking it into their own hands, then it makes a bad situation even worse. They cited this Corvette for reckless driving, something police say can often spark a road rage incident. Paul Castro still can't believe he lost his son in such a senseless act. I didn't flip the guy off. and My son paid with his life. Cops say if you encounter an irate driver, don't reciprocate, don't make eye contact, just keep driving until you reach a police station. When we come back, an unexpected act of kindness at the ballpark. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Finally today, a touching moment at the ballpark. It's a home run. There it goes. 
Yankee slugger Aaron Judge sends the ball soaring. Into the second deck. Where a Toronto Blue Jays fan makes the catch. But watch what happens next. He turns and gives the ball to a young Yankee fan in an Aaron Judge shirt. Proof positive that there are good things and good people in this world. The boy was moved to tears and gives the man a big hug. Two people who had never met became lifelong friends in that moment. Now that's a trade worth talking about. Nice to leave you on such a happy note. That's Inside Edition for today. Thank you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.